The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. From the Evergreen Studio in Florida, it's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. Today's podcast episode, should you have renter's insurance? Renter's insurance is far too often something people are either not aware of its existence or believe the cost is just too excessive. Insurance in general is just a topic many folks don't want to talk about until it's too late. Buying insurance is something most people don't think they need until a situation comes up where it is needed. If you are renting a place to live, there's a good chance you currently do not have renter's insurance. Stick around for today's podcast episode and I'm going to go over should you have renter's insurance. Welcome to this podcast episode. Before I get started today, if you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. You can also visit the smartstartmoney.com website for articles on life and money. Today's podcast episode, I wanted to go over renter's insurance and should you have renter's insurance if you are renting a place to live. According to the Insurance Institute, only 37% of renters actually carry renter's insurance. For a renter that doesn't have insurance, there's several reasons why you should. And today I wanted to kind of cover those. And the first reason that you should have some type of renter's insurance if you are renting a place to live is personal property laws. Now, having renter's insurance protects a policyholder from personal property laws. And you might think, you might be thinking to yourself that your belongings aren't worth much. However, the costs will add up fast if the home you are renting has, let's say, for example, a fire. The cost for things such as televisions, clothing, and furniture, they can add up quickly. It can be easy to reach a value of $10,000 to $20,000 or more in personal belongings very quickly. You need to have some type of personal property loss if you are renting a place to live. You need to protect the loss uh, of your property, and this is a big reason to have renter's insurance. Without it, what will happen is you'll need to come up with the money to replace your belongings on your own if something should happen, like a fire in the place you're renting. Another reason to cover here on why you need renter's insurance is the liability. Most standard renter insurance policies have some type of liability protection. And this covers a person in the event there is an injury in your home. Having liability insurance on a renter's policy can cover any legal expenses or court judgments if someone does happen to get hurt in the place you're renting. Many policies provide at least $100,000 of coverage and up to $5,000 for medical costs. And if this isn't enough, there are typically higher limits for an increase in the cost of a renter's insurance policy. Having liability insurance coverage it's extremely important for renters. You never know when someone might get hurt in your home. Even with a friend or relative, medical costs, it can certainly ruin a relationship. Fighting over having to pay for taking care of the costs for an accident, it's not going to be fun. 
A renter with a pet responsibility should have some type of renter's insurance as well. And I'm talking to all the people that have dogs. If you have a dog and you're renting a place to live and it bites a person that's visiting you in your home, you might be sued to pay for medical costs out of pocket if you don't have some type of renter's insurance. The costs can be quite big. Having renter's insurance can help with the liability of a dog bite. So I can only stress enough, if you are renting a place to live and you do have a dog, you really do need some type of renter's insurance. Now, another reason why you might need renter's insurance is, quite frankly, it might be required in the place you're renting. Although not always a requirement, some landlords might require a tenant to have renter's insurance. This might be a requirement of the landlord themselves or possibly even their own insurance company. A landlord that can get its renters to have their own insurance can transfer some of their liability to the renter. Now, another reason here is loss of use is why you need renter's insurance. Having renter's insurance can cover a person in the event there is a covered catastrophe and the renter doesn't have a place to live temporarily. Let's say, you know, if the apartment you live in has fire damage, for example, you would need another place to temporarily live until your apartment is repaired. Loss of use coverage can help with temporary hotel stays along with food. Without renter's insurance, that loss of use coverage, you would be stuck paying any expenses if for some reason you can't stay in your home for a temporary period of time. Another reason to have some type of renter's insurance is if you are a wealthy person and you're renting a place to live, the money to self-insure in some instances should probably be enough if, if you're quite wealthy should something happen. However, it can make sense to purchase an inexpensive renter's policy to cover both liability and personal property damage. For renters that have expensive things in their home, Getting a renter's policy, it, it can make a lot of sense, even if you are wealthy. Wealthy people also often have a target on them when it comes to frivolous lawsuits. Taking the chance of an injury in a rented home without insurance, even by someone with a lot of money, it's just not a good idea. Something like a dog bite that was mentioned, that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, could easily turn into a lawsuit resulting in thousands. Of dollars. Now, probably one of the biggest reasons I can tell you to have renter's insurance is, quite frankly, you can't control the people around you. If you're renting, let's say, living in something like a large apartment complex, you are trusting your own judgment as well as your neighbors. Just because you have the sense not to, let's say, light a candle next to those extremely flammable curtains doesn't mean your neighbor has the same common sense. The same can be said for even renting a house. You might have a close neighbor that really likes fireworks or building big bonfires in the backyard. Renting different places during my life, I can tell you if you just started to rent a place to live and it's your first time out of your parents' home or something, you're going to go through life in different places most likely that you're going to have both good and bad neighbors. And you just simply can't trust what your neighbors are going to do, especially if you're living in a big apartment complex. 
And it's a big reason why you should have some type of renter's insurance. Now, covering the reasons why you should have renter's insurance, there's certainly a lot of misconceptions when it comes to renter's insurance. With all the important reasons to have renter's insurance, so many tenants fail to, to get coverage. And this is generally due to those numerous misconceptions when it comes to buying renter's insurance. And one of the biggest misconceptions with renter's insurance, I will say, is that it's just too expensive. The truth is, renter's insurance, is it's generally very inexpensive for most people. It can depend on the coverage and additional options. However, a basic policy with, let's say, $30,000 in property loss and $10,000 in liability, it can often cost uh, you know, as little as $20 per month. And this is a small price to pay for having some type of renter's insurance coverage. A few hundred dollars a year can add the protection of saving thousands of dollars. Another misconception with renter's insurance is I don't need renter's insurance. Another mistake when it comes to renter's insurance is just believing you don't need it. Some renters just don't think they have much value in their belongings while others just refuse to think any type of accident can occur if they're cautious. The cost of personal property can add up. An estimate by USAA puts most two-bedroom apartments at $20,000 of personal belongings. The cost of replacing furniture, clothing, and electronics can get expensive. Without proper insurance, the out-of-pocket cost to replace the items in an apartment can run tens of thousands of dollars. Another big misconception with renter's insurance is that my landlord has insurance. Although many renters might believe their landlord has insurance that will cover personal property resulting from damage, this is, it's really only farther from the truth. A landlord's insurance is almost always only going to cover their, their own loss. This would include the building itself and your belongings are not going to be covered. When it comes to liability coverage, your landlord won't be responsible for something like a dog bite. If you read the rental agreement you signed before moving in, you will find that you often release much of any of your landlord's liability. You will be liable for anything that happens to your visitors resulting from an accident. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you've learned some about runner's insurance, you currently don't carry any type of runner's insurance, and you're interested in picking up a policy, there are some things to keep in mind to get the best price. And when it comes to getting any type of insurance, I always say it, it really pays to shop around. Get insurance, get renter's insurance quotes from some different companies to compare pricing and ensure to look at the policy in detail to compare the benefits of it to, to other quotes that you get. If you have life insurance or auto insurance with a certain company, reach out to them and ask if they offer renter's insurance and if a discount is possible. Some insurance companies will discount pricing when bundling different types of coverage together. If you don't have any type of renter's insurance, you, you really should look into picking some up. Now, I will throw a little bit of caution in here is if you are renting a place to live, like I said, you really should have some type of 
renter's policy for, for liability and your belongings. Insurance is one of those things that, like I said, no one believes they need until they really do need it. Keeping this in mind, there, there's one important thing to remember with not only renter's insurance, but any insurance company. Now, you need to remember insurance companies, they're, they're in the business to, to make money. Yes, they are in the business to help people by selling insurance, but they're primarily there to, to make money. They're a business and they look for any way to limit their financial exposure. Even though you might have a renter's insurance policy, it will be important to take a detailed inventory of all your belongings. List all the items you have and their value. For valuable things that have something like a serial number, record this in the event of that a theft happens. And just a little side note story is I can tell you this does come in handy if you take the serial number down on things that you buy. And a lot of people, they just they just purchase something and they never write that information down. It can pay off. I rented an apartment during when I was going to, to college and my this wasn't even in my apartment. It was in the parking lot and it was under my auto's insurance, but it still was an insurance policy. And I had recorded the serial number from a third party stereo I bought to have put in the truck I had. And it was stolen. And come to find out about two months later, I get a call from the police that they actually recovered my property from a pawn shop. So it does pay to record that information. Now, when it comes to renter's insurance, like I said, you need to have a detailed list of the things you have. Because if you unfortunately ever need to make a renter's insurance claim for personal property loss, having a detailed record should make any claim much easier. Yet you need to remember that most insurance claims are not going to cover the entire cost of replacing something with brand new belongings, but they will value things at a depreciated value of those things. So that is something to keep in mind is in the unfortunate incident that you ever do need to make a claim. If you, let's say, purchased a television at one time for $800 and it's five years old, they're not going to give you $800 for television. It's going to be some type of depreciated value, but it will help with the cost of replacing things. Renter's insurance, it's there to avoid the devastating cost of possible loss or liability, just like any other type of insurance. Now, I will say if you are renting a place, you likely do need some type of renter's insurance. You might be under the belief that it's, like I said, it's just too expensive or your stuff just isn't worth it. Even if all you own is the clothes on your back, accidents happen all the time. The protection of liability insurance alone can pay for itself with renter's insurance should something happen to someone in the place that you're renting. With the average cost of renter's insurance being only as much as, let's say, $20 a month, a renter really can't afford to not have coverage. Something like a fire or dog bite could be financially catastrophic without having renter's insurance. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you have questions or comments about this podcast, you can send them directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. Also, take a look at the website, 
at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Join me on the next podcast episode as I answer a question that I recently received. And that question is, are colleges doing a disservice in not advising students to be cautious of incurring student debt for classes that will not lead to well-paying jobs after graduation? Join me on the next podcast episode as I answer this question on colleges doing a disservice in not advising their students on debt.